Welcome back to another episode of Moms and Martinis, where we create a safe space to have tough conversations. This week, conversation, let me tell you, is one that typically comes with a lot of controversies. Um, it could be something that uh, seals relationships. So this is like another installment of our love and relationship. Or it can be something that breaks the relationship apart. And what am I talking about? Marriage. Okay. So just upon um, just exploring this topic, thinking about this topic, um, reaching out to my ecosystem and community of, of Soundboard, um, I began speaking with someone that gave me a very interesting perspective. And I want to just give a twist to this conversation about love, marriage, relationships, um, long-term partnerships, whatever you want to call it. Um, and let's talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, the the legalities behind marriage. So this episode is talking about the license to love. So there are so many things that require a license in order to participate in the activity. So you're thinking hunting, driving a car, selling real estate, in some cases, even buying a gun, you know, just depends on how you rolling with that, right? <laughs> Practicing law, uh, selling alcohol, doing hair, nails, building a house, and in this case, getting married, right? So there's so many things that require for you to get a license. But in most of the things that I've listed, listed the person that's obtaining the license, they have to study, they have to take a course, have to pass the test and most of them are required to renew that license to ensure that they understand what the compliance is and that the individual is aware of the updates the changes to the laws all those different things so typically in these cases the persons with the license is held to ethical standards that can have them fined they can be disbarred and in some cases they can even go to jail if they don't follow the standards outlined by the governing body. So whatever those standards are, all of that applies with the exception of marriage. Okay. So usually when a couple wants to get married, they're required to go down to their local clerk office. They complete their application. They pay the application fee anywhere from 10 to a hundred dollars. I think when I got married, it was like $15. You pay that you get your license. It's no test. There's no renewals. You just got your license to get married. So the questions today that we're going to answer is, do you truly need a license to love? Okay. So this week I'm joined by someone, okay, that I know that will provide me a perspective and an insight on this topic that I know I probably, I'm just not going to even think about it. I'm not going to even front because he comes from totally outside of the box and really uh, provokes thoughts uh, and, and offers perspectives that most don't have, which I really love to be challenged and, sh and stretched in those ways. Somebody who is well-spoken, articulate, somebody who I like to call a wordsmith, you know, <laughs> <laughs> somebody who has allowed his life experiences, his trials, his errors, you know, uh, wisdom, humility, all of that to mold him. 
not only into just being a, just a damn good stand-up guy, but also a, a necessity in the podcast world. So I call him Pusha P, but everybody <laughs> else know him as uh, Penrose. <laughs> Yo, I felt, I felt like I'm supposed to be standing up, waving at a whole crowd, and then walking up to the stage to accept the Lifetime Achievement Award exactly. and shit. Like, God damn. Except your roses, except your roses, yeah. I definitely appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm everything she said and a little bit more. I woke up this morning and I was still me. I looked God in the eye and gave her a high five and said, you doing your goddamn thing. That's just the way I feel about myself. If you were thinking it dropping my voice, let me start off by saying you're welcome. It's not a conceited statement, but I should always be in the position to where I am serving you. You should always be willing to say thank you. So I should always be ready to say, you're welcome. My name is Penroseems. If you've never heard about me, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. You just got some fucked up ass old heads because they taught you to stay away from real niggas. But now you have been welcomed in. Sit down, pour a drink, roll a blunt, get your old lady and get some straightening about yourself. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and that's Pusha P. <laughs> Just gather the people just nicely. There you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I I had to speak to everybody at once. You, you, you can't you can't get all, you know, you can't take all, all, all day with the intros. You can't go back. You got to get everybody at once. <laughs> Absolutely. So I am a novice in this podcasting game. Um, started in February, but somehow I just, I don't know how I, I found this like family of podcasters right like so I, i'm like finding one and you know social media make a suggestion for another and then you start listening and things kind of branch off and i'm like this is like a, a real like little family here and i i feel blessed to be ushered in and welcome amongst it um the family um <laughs> And I've learned so much. Like, I really have. <clears throat> Sometimes I'd be like, damn, it's just been February. Because I feel like I've been doing this longer. Just yeah. from the relationships and conversations that I've had with you all. Um, even with you, which speaks to the the amount of depth and character. And just the, the people. You know, because I'm not meant to be around a lot of people. For me, I value meaningful relationships over you know having a lot yeah. so people that i can connect with on a deeper you know intellectual spiritual level that right there that that gets me and i'm like damn how did i find them but i'm glad that i did you ever you ever heard of living a qualitative life over a quantitative life yes i believe that exactly and i think i think that's that's one of the saddest things about a lot of people because I don't even because what you just said was beautiful like because our community is like actually I won't even say that's what the sad part fuck the sad part we're just gonna piggyback what you said like I, I feel like everybody has their own pocket right I feel like the people who I came in the game with a lot of them aren't we don't associate as tough anymore, but we still, I still see all they moves because usually whoever you around the most, that's how it show, right? So the family aspect is real, but I'll always be feeling like niggas got like distant cousins, like that cousin you fuck with, but you only see them ever, just only at the motherfucking like special events. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's how I feel about some podcasters because everybody got their pocket. Like, like I fuck with Baylor. Baylor, my mans. If niggas know me, know, they know Baylor, my mans, right? But Baylor got a whole nother crew of niggas, but I be like, damn, I don't I know these niggas. You see what I'm saying? So podcasting is so beautiful in the sense that literally, like, man, like, the community, the community bring you to a point of either forcing you to, even if you don't <coughs> understand, <coughs> excuse me, understand something, you're going to respect it because you can't be in a community full of dope ass podcasters where everybody thinks the same. Somebody's pissing somebody off, even a, mother, a motherfucker you've been riding with since you got in the game and thought was the dopest podcast that ever drops an episode. And you like, bitch, what? How do you think that way? What do you do? Turn your back on them or say, damn, let me respect the fact that somebody I thought was dope was dope enough to speak against me. Niggas, like you, it is a dope community. Like this shit is like, I don't know. I got way off base with it. But. <laughs> no, it's all good. I, I'm just happy. Um, and I said this to Autumn. I recorded with her recently. I said, damn. Yo, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. No, don't stop recording, though. I just want to say something before I forget. You said something, and I meant to uh, accent it on it earlier. You said you've only been doing this since February. Yeah. Let me say two things real quick. For one, <clears throat> for, for anybody who didn't know that now, they never would have known that had you not announced it. The way the way you present your podcast, the way you promote and everything, a lot of people don't even think to do half of that, right? <clears throat> the second thing I'm gonna tell you though is this. When you coming out the gate as hot as you are, a lot of shit gonna come at you fast. Don't fumble the ball. Right? Everybody wanna play the game. Don't fumble the ball. Something's gonna hit you, your sport gonna hit you. You hot as fuck. Watch out for people that's like, hey, if anybody hits you like, yo, I want to be on your show, and you be like, yo, what you want to talk about? And they like, nah, what you want to talk about? Get the fuck away from them. All they trying to do is ride your wave. Respect your community. But anybody's listening, and be honest, I mean, shit, we all come from the hood, well, at least a lot of us do, and even if you don't come from the fucking hood, everybody knows. Just because you live where it's pretty doesn't mean everybody respects the prettiness. You hot as fuck. Take this shit, ride that motherfucking way, but watch yourself. Be careful. Thank you. Duly noted. Oh, I do have a question, though, before we get into the whole thing about marriage. Uh -huh. um, of course, just, you know, looking and being a, uh, just watching and things. Something that I typically see on your Twitter, your Twitter handle is Khadijah's homeboy. <laughs> what is the significance of that? Um so that okay, so you, you want it from the spiritual sense or the physical? I mean, I just want to know, like, I'm like, who's Khadija? Like, what is I don't what is this whatever you uh, want to tell me. All right, so 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 on God, where that really honestly comes from is I'm, I'm gonna give you the story without just putting people, cause some people don't want their name out any fucking way. When I was younger, like I grew up uh, like a pretty rich life to be in the hood, right? And we're actually, we didn't even live in the hood. We lived in a very good neighborhood. Long story short is 
we was like hood rich. It was just me and my mother. She ended up marrying a nigga who was hood rich. They balling. This nigga turned into a motherfucking crackhead. Shit get fucked up. I didn't went from living good to now I'm living in a house with rats, nigga, that shut the, the, the hot water that got cut off. Dumb shit, right? As a kid, as a kid, for one, anybody who knows Penrose knows that, like, I don't base shit off of really how good it is. I base shit off nostalgia, as fucked up as that is. <clears throat> but I do it because sometimes nostalgia helps you get through pain. And so I'm looping all of that to say, Living Single came out, I think I was, what? It came out when I was like 12. But when shit was like hard, it was like 13, 14, 15 years old. And to escape, like Living Single was like one of the things back then, the niggas just, I just had to watch it. And Khadijah was on TV every day. Khadijah helped me get the fuck away from where I was at. And so on a spiritual sense, like forever, that's my nigga. And like, I'm a nostalgic nigga. I, I, I just think way fucking different. When I get fucked up, I think about living single because that shit helped me get through the darkest days of my life. I'm a grown ass man. Walk through that shit, nigga. You was 13 with no heat, trying to push crack, hoping not to get robbed because your mother didn't. It's a long story, but Khadijah was on TV every day and that's how I escaped. So forever, I'm Khadijah's homeboy. You, about to, you got me about to crown this motherfucking yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, who the fuck is Khadijah? Like, I'm like, but that's Khadijah homeboy, though. Like, so I, I wanted to ask you that. And I, of course, um, listen to the things that you put out and some of your, the, um, guest um, spots that you have. And I even went into your archives and I'm like, I don't, I cannot find the significance of Khadijah because I was trying to do my research. Right. So I was like, I just got to ask, who is Khadijah? Okay. Yeah, nobody now, ever asked that. Everybody asked about the name change. Nobody ever asked that. That's probably the longest thing that's ever been on like my name ever either. I changed my name like I changed my drawers. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get back to a license to love. And we've been talking about this offline, just back and forth, just different things. So I'm just interested to see how this conversation even plays out. But my first question out the gate is, um, do you even believe in marriage? In the legality? Well, no. And in, in what everybody who just heard that word addresses it as, no, I don't. So I actually, sorry, yeah. rewind. Let me fix that. It's not that I don't believe in it. It's that I, I don't. I don't believe I have to practice in it for the same reasons that others do. So one, I don't judge anybody who goes through it. I wholeheartedly, one hundred percent believe that it is a beautiful occasion. It is you doing something that like I ain't gonna say I'm scared to do it, but have found reasons not to. So. And in, in, in no way am I talking against anybody who's listening, who's married and who's fucking happy as shit. I would never do that. But for me, no, I don't believe in it. So you never had any like ideas or longing or even just consider being married? Of course we all have. But is is what's the difference when we just look at the words, right? 
When we just look literally at the word. Let's 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 not even bring legality into it. Let's not bring religion into it yet. Let's just look at who the fuck we are as people. I need all y'all just erase all the dumb ass shit that you about to come at me with after y'all hear this conversation. Just this part that all that shit you done already formed, erase it. When it's me and it's you and I like you and you like me. And I know that it's you forever, and you know it's me forever. Mm-hmm. Before we bring on that other shit into it, what changed in your ideas, your principles, your passion, your love, your you mm-hmm. that was different today? That was vastly different after you signed your name on that piece of paper. Okay, so this you had just you as the person first. No, you had that. My bad. Let you. I'm gonna let you ask. My bad. This, this, this is what I'll say. Is you're asking that question to a person. I'm. I. I don't want to say I'm a serial monogamous. I think I'm like a modern monogamous type of person. You know, like if I fuck with you, I fuck with you. You know, one, I date, but. That shit be turning me off. Like, I'll know within a week or so if I fuck with this shit or not. So, I may go through, like, my ups and downs of dating. But I'm like, you do some shit. I'm like, fuck that. But if I'm honing in, I'm like, I fuck with you. I'm an all-in type of person. You know what I mean? So, it's like, I don't have no in-between. So, that's why dating is hard for me. So, the reason why I'm bringing that up is you're talking to a person that I was married for 10 years. I met my ex-husband in March. We were married in July. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that was fast. You, right. <laughs> it's it's like, oh, we want to be together. He was like, oh, my apartment leased up. We're gonna move in. Well, shit, we're gonna do all that. We might as well just go ahead and get married. Like I don't have no plans on leaving. That's how I am. But how I old were you? Like the life. How old were you again? I'm sorry. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. Now you listen. And now again, hindsight is twenty-twenty. Cause, Ooh, cause I wouldn't have did that shit. What I know now, I wouldn't have did that shit. But, but look though, but just strictly you as the person, the day you signed that paper, what was different in you? Not 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 what came, not what came with marriage. Mm-mm. What was different the very next day? Nothing was different. What? Oh, okay, okay. So hold on, hold on, hold on. What people I already know, and I'm not gonna say already know is you're gonna come at. I asked you that question for a reason. Mm-hmm. What's different, right? Your goals ain't different, your dreams ain't different. Because you want to, and a lot of people be like, your goals different because now that's your wife. Nigga, you didn't already plan to be with a fuck anyway. If them goals wasn't a motherfucking, if your goals ain't to fucking build her a house from the ground and make sure you worship that woman like the god she is, it ain't no reason to be with her anyway. You didn't already started off wrong. Get there first. Mm-hmm. If, if 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 that's the goal, that's the whole point of marrying her. If you're not worshiping your wife, and, and I ain't talking before you silly niggas, I'm not talking about in the religious sense. And a lot of you niggas be trying to twist shit. You know what the fuck I mean. This should be this year one. This she fucked the rest of them. This her. You you took you didn't spend all this bread, all of this shit, sign this paper. If you made that commitment off top, how the fuck is she not the same fucking woman? And, that, and everybody goes to, but the paper holds you together. And that's the fucking point. Because when it gets two and three years down the road, and I honestly hate you, and you honestly hate me, sometimes the best 
best thing to do. I, all you niggas in love right now know that the motherfucker you sitting next to, if you motherfuckers have been together for a long time, one of the best things that ever happened to y'all is when you hated each other, you had the time to get the fuck away from each other. Agree, because my divorce was the best thing that happened to me. Nah, nah, not even that. See, you already <laughs> get the fuck up. But I, I know the point that you're trying to make. Just like they come back together, you you got the time to get away. Yeah. In marriage, in 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 being together, you got the time to say, look, maybe I yeah. do want to go over here. Maybe I or shit. Maybe it's just over. I ain't got to worry about shit. And in marriage, you literally have you. My bad. I'm about to bring the legality part into it, and I even asked you. But no, that's 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 my whole point because now I'm at a point in my life. Okay, so there's an ideal behind marriage, wifey material, husband material, all these other things. Um, so, do I think I'm going to get married again? Most likely. Who the fuck? Who the fuck wove that material? But th here's the thing, th and this those is words get tossed around, and don't and niggas don't know a thing. Some niggas' wifey material is Jay's and motherfucking cool water no, cologne. No. This, <laughs> but here's the reason why I have to use. And that's this sad. Here's, and but that's the reason why I have to use this language. When I say wifey material, and just going back to what I was talking about earlier, the divorce was the best thing that happened to me because what it did. Again, mentioning I got married at 23, I never had an opportunity to really explore who I was. Once right. I got divorced, I came into the wholeness and the fullness of who I am. And then being able to reflect back on the lessons I learned in that relationship and what it took to really be a wife, what it took to really sustain a long-term relationship. So that's what I mean by that. So... For me, when I'm thinking about being in, like getting remarried or being in the long term, th that's where I teeter the fence because I'm like, I don't know. Would I get married again? Yes. Is it a necessity? Nah. You know what I mean? I, I, mean, uh, I, I could, I could, I could get in a life. I'm looking for a life partner. That's what I'm looking at. Somebody who's going to do life with me. Right. Somebody who's not on, like, adding the extra layers of fuckery because life has its way of giving you all of that. So I'm looking for somebody that is willing to do that with me and, and that it looks very, very different in my mind and what I'm desiring. It looks very, very different from what people think is a traditional marriage. So that is what I'm struggling with. I mean, finding somebody and they understand that I don't want the air quote tradition of a marriage. Uh -huh. And if we do get married, it's not going to look the way that you think it should look. Real shit. Okay. So this is, this is, and okay. I'm glad you said that. That shit is wholeheartedly possible. And the reason I believe, I, the reason I say this, listen, and I ain't about to get on some like guru self help shit. I'm literally talking. Real shit. Things you think about the most always come about, right? What shit you say to God, you be like, yo, do this for me. And one day the shit just happened and you don't know how it happened, but the shit happened. We cry about bills all the time, whatever. But the shit you think about the most, the shit manifests in your life the fucking most. The reason why a lot of chicks fuck with fuck niggas is because young, you still thinking about the fuck nigga that you fuck like two fuck niggas ago when you miss him. 
So now God then just brought a new dark skinned version of him or a new light skinned version of him or him with a better job or him that stayed with his mama. But she, he still keep bringing him because that's what you're thinking about. The day we decide to think about something different and, and mean it, you better be motherfucking specific. And the reason I, I said all of that to say, I literally was like, yo, I, the, I just, in short, the woman I asked God for was what I got, but not what I, how I thought she was going to come. And if you ask her, it's, it's the same thing. And if you ask her, she's going to give you the funny version. I'm not talking about that. And um, like you, you meet this person, this person, you know, is yours and, 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 and you days. And shit started to, and you get to talking about shit, and literally everything we talked about, it came out as if like pieces in a puzzle, and they just fit together. And one of those conversations was, "Yo, you trying to get married? Nah, why? The paper. We literally, yo, I, I'll be with you for life. But now, don't get me wrong. Like, and when I say all of that, well, I'm I'm saying it to say you can find your life partner. It's it's a dude out there that's willing to do that. I feel a lot of people." A lot of people get married for the same reason that they are Christians, because they mama says so. The same reason they vote Democrat, because they mama says so. The same reason they went to spell. I mean, I we don't even. I don't even those. The same reason they went to Tennessee State, because they mama says so. You know what I'm saying? Howard. You know how many black folks go to Howard and really want to go somewhere else? For all of you HBCU niggas that be making fun of niggas that go to Howard, some of them niggas want to go somewhere else. But they parents like, nah, it's the same thing with marriage. We doing it because somebody expects us to do it now. Or actually, I take that back. Some of us are. Rewind. Some of us are. If you are the person, and this is why I say I actually respect it. I guess I need, I also want to address it in the sense of maybe it's also I'm working towards spending I'm working towards spending my life with somebody and actually having the trust and the honesty and the spiritual connection enough, all of that, to know I'm going to be with you for life. So <clears throat> since I'm not the nigga that's working toward marriage, let me also say 100%, if that's your goal, if you got all of those feelings and that's what you honestly feel like makes it official for you, my nigga, do it. I Please, I don't want anybody to believe I'm the nigga speaking against marriage in the sense of if that's what you want to do as a person, because that's how that's literally where I'm addressing it from. As a person, it don't fit me. You know what I'm saying? As a person, I don't. As a person from the legal standpoint, I don't see the fucking point. It makes no fucking sense. And so. And so as a dress, like when we was talking, and like I said, <coughs> the shit, like, you don't need a license for, you got to learn, like, you got to learn, you have to learn shit for every license that's there, like you said in the beginning. Nobody teaches you to be married. Everybody, my mama said, yeah, it's a lot of shit your mama said, and that's why the fuck that nigga left you. Cause your mama said, it's a lot of shit your daddy did. And that's why she cheated on your dumb ass. Cause that's what your daddy did. We got to stop. I'm reading a book and I mentioned this on the podcast I did last night too. Or I, uh, I was guest on last night. 
Um, I read no book called The Superior Man. And one of the, it's like the chapters is like paper thin. So like one, two pages, real shit. But all of the, you, you got to read it to understand. Anyway, it's one of them joints that attack, uh, attacks the masculine and feminine from the sense of actually everybody's balance, not just gender. Some women are more masculine in areas that men norm, quote unquote normally are and men are, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But one of the things that tackles is whatever area you decide to be masculine in, whether you're a male, female, whatever the fuck you identify as, anything, whatever. Whatever your masculine side is most dominant in, that's really where you trying to knock niggas head off. Where you a woman, a man, whatever. <laughs> that Think about been, it. No, that has been my plight because of the whole Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Before I forget, before I forget, before I forget. Yeah. What I was going to say was, but one of the things it talks about is uh, you have to live your life like your father's dead. We have to stop doing things because our elders want us to. Take a step back. Do you want to do this? Is this what you want to do? A lot of people bring God into it. I want all of y'all to be fucking honest. It's like 10% of y'all that's walking around that's actually really following what that book says. The rest of y'all is fucking like everybody else, drinking like everybody else, smoking like everybody else, whatever the fuck you're doing that everybody else don't do that only you know. But then you call God. You don't count. You yeah. that you're not really walking that line. You're not the nigga. So don't bring God into it when it's oh I'm doing it because God shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I, I so that's what I'm saying. That. Why are we yeah. doing it? If we really take a step back and that's what you really are, as a person, fuck yeah, I want the law involved in my shit. Let's honestly think about it objectively. We have to just stop jumping that fucking room. Think about it objectively. I want the law involved in my shit. Niggas that hit you. Oh, the taxes is better. Fuck them taxes. No, it's not. No, it's not. Once you get to a certain earning point, no, it's not. Niggas will tell you, what if you die? Niggas, she got power of attorney. What about your mama? So that's going to make me transition to the other point. Um, Just kind of like um, seal everything up. So even with me getting married at 23, my dad is a reverend. My mom was an evangelist missionary. I grew up in very old school, Bible belt, Pentecostal, women don't wear pants, you know, like that type of thing. So it automatically at 23, I see this person who I want to build with my logical mind, you know, at that time was it had to be marriage. Like I didn't even have sex, even though I had a kid. I had a kid. That's the messed up part. I had a kid already. But when it was time for me to get married and I pegged this guy like, oh, we're going to get married. I tried to save myself. I don't know kind of reversioning that is. But anyway. Uh, uh, you was a born again version. Oh, okay. All <laughs> That's right. what that was. But I had a whole ass baby. But anyway. Um, I, uh, since, nobody, <laughs> since nobody can see this, I just realized I look like a white guy's rapper from like Oh, I'm gonna call you Vanilla Ice. I'm like, license to love with vanilla. No, just, just, just do rag is beaming off this low light, like elbows no. ashy and shit. 
the other thing too when you were talking uh about the masculine feminine and just being in these traditional roles i, I have kind of not kind of i've completely removed myself from it um the ideals that were passed down to me and i've learned in my adult years to reparent myself and literally i just had this conversation with my two of my daughters yesterday right. that they're gonna have to get to a point and that i'm doing how best i can but i told them i said you're going to get to be an adult and there's going to be some things that I'm teaching you based on my experiences and my growth that you're going to have to reparent yourself on. And I'm giving you permission now to do that. I'm encouraging you to do that now. And I'm talking to a 10 and a 14-year-old. And I'm oh. going to continue to push that in their heads because my everything I believe now, it took me years to reparent from what my parents told me because I don't agree with none of that shit. Right. Those were the values and morals that were instilled in me. So now I'm on a dating scene and I'm thinking about the next phase of love because I'm at a stage in my life where I want the next stage of love, but I'm not willing to compromise on it. And if I am in, not if, when I'm in a long-term relationship and or marriage, my difficulty has been finding someone that's not so deeply attached to those traditional values or those passed down values and standards but so they exist talking, they exist but i'm looking for my person that says fuck them what do we want i want to be with somebody to say what do we want what are our standards yeah. what are our traditions what do we believe not what's been passed down so that's what i'm fighting against when i meet people and they're like, oh, I want something more with you. But then you talking about the same old stuff, the rhetoric. You well, talking about I mean, the same but, old, I, I don't want to but do how, that. How long, how long is it taking, in, in normal fashion, how long is it taking to get to that conversation? Okay. You say you're not going to toot your podcast on horn. Every dude that I've ever been in a relationship with have asked me to marry them. I'm saying, but how fast? How fast is Under it? Under a year. Okay, but look, though, what I'm saying is, is there a, in the beginning, somewhere within the first two months, is there a conversation of, do you believe in marriage or not? Or is the conversation about marriage only coming up initially when they pop the question? No, it's conversations prior to okay. popping the so, question. So time out, time out. If again, let's step back. Let's look at ourselves. If we have to be honest, there's no reason to ever get to popping the question unless A, this nigga just can't take hints. If we all are being honest with ourselves. Okay? Listen. People don't take hints. Go ahead though. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to you. I I right now I I can't tell you what's gonna happen in in the future. I right now know that the woman I am with I feel like she like God herself like oh my God she allows her to sleep in her head like I am so in love with this woman right. But at the same fucking time like I totally forgot what the fuck I was saying yo because I was talking about. <laughs> <her>. <laughs> 
Sis, I don't know who you are, but sis, <laughs> write a book, sell hey. the formula, sis. I'm trying hey. it. I'm listen. coming to the conference, girl. <laughs> you you gonna have to get me back on track, but look, my old I felt like my old lady is like no. Af- like my old lady is like Africa walking every day, like just like. I don't know, man. Like, I'm a nigga that don't get speechless, and this motherfucker made me speechless every day. Like, and, and, oh my God. It's. Look at you, it's swoon. That's what I'm saying. But now, what you were saying is how can we have conversations about marriage if people aren't being truthful? So here. Oh, yeah. And that's, I'm sorry. Having those conversations. But it's like the dynamics of what that relationship looked like. So I've learned to turn my, change my narrative when those topics come up. Because I'm learning now that there are some intricacies that I have to be clear about that the person understands. Because typically people think, But oh, yeah, but this. that, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off because that was rude as shit. I'm not trying to be rude. But that's what I was getting at. If you're having those conversations beforehand, how are we honestly being real if popping the question still hurts? It can't. All right, so I got a question. Mm-hmm. Before people get married, do you think that they need to like take classes or pass some type of test in order for them to even get married? Take classes, yes. I feel like passing the test is successfully uh, staying married. Um, but yes, I feel like there should be some type of class. The only the, the only issue that I have with in, in my own uh, wants and wishes is who the fuck teaches this class? Because everybody's ideal of a good marriage is not the same. So. Yes, I mean, and that's and see, I don't know. It's a conflicting question. If 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 I just had to say yes, if we were talking in the sense of like, if a person took a class and we know that this is they're going to learn something that's going to for for sure enable them to be able to successfully do something without fail of any kind, then yes, I would say so, because that's what a class is for. But in essence of what a class really is, we hire people or in hopes we hire people that have the expertise and or knowledge to give to someone else in order for this person to successfully and 100% have the full capability to learn something in its fullness. This is why first grade teachers don't teach ninth grade. No one can teach you the fullness of marriage because everybody's marriage is different. So in essence of the question, yes, I wish there was a class. But again, who's going to teach this class? Like, like again, and this is why you have to t- tip your hat to successful married people. Everybody's shit's different. So, but yes, I actually do wish there was a class. I wish there was somewhere that we can manifest that. I know that people like have premarital counseling and things of that nature. Um, before getting married. And then a lot of people do it and then some people don't do it and then you have to think about the percentage of people that elope, elope, you know? 
Because right. uh, I done been in the heat of the moment and had some good sex. I'm like, damn, we should go get married tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> some bullshit. <laughs> like, I mean, hell, we, like, we should get married. Listen, we done all been there, man. Like, every, <laughs> every dude know the time when she like come in me. We like, oh, 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 oh. Like, nigga fall in love, man. Like, damn, I should get married. All right. So thinking about the marriage license, we talked earlier just about all the different things that require for you to renew your license. Right. So should a marriage license be something that you have to renew in order to continue or remain marriage? You have to renew it every two years, every three years, every five years. Well, most licenses, whatever, like five. Now. In the sense of renewal. How can I say this? Can you hear me? Okay. In the sense of renewal. When you decide to renew something, it's because you want to continue to do this. So I'm going to have to ask that we, that if I say yes, I would like to add a clause to my answer and say that yes there should be a two-year renewal period and in that renewal period like well when that renewal period comes you should uh if you don't want to do this anymore you should now be able to and we don't have to call it divorce we should be able to walk away we should be able to just be like hey just like if you're breaking up if if I sign my name on this paper, it's like, okay, it's like military. And I'm not equating anybody's relationship to the military, but you sign up for a certain amount of time. So if I sign up for this time, if this is what I really want to do. I really want to be married with this person. Four years in, I'm so fucking in love. Eight years in, 12, 16, you know what I mean? Fuck it, keep going. Four years in, I want to get the fuck away from you. The military don't hold you hostage. Bye, nigga. It's the same shit with relationships. We should be able to leave when we want to. So if that were the case, would the whole concept or the ideal behind prenups even be necessary? Would the whole ideal behind prenups be necessary? Yeah, so if I'm renewing my marriage license every two years, do I really need a prenup? Or if we decide to go our ways, I mean... Because you have to think, a lot of times when people think about marriage, the whole prenup concept concept comes into play. But I'm like, okay. And this is another reason why I don't believe in the legality of marriage. I honestly believe, if again, man, I, I try to, this is why having this conversation with a lot of people is very fucking hard because there are so many people, and I admit that I'm not even all the way there, but a lot of people still actually like don't when I okay fuck that I'm not even gonna go there bro let's just say this I look at it from every from like literally the person standpoint if I am with you and if you are in love with me like you love me like I love you there is no fucking doubt that in some way I am going to enjoy the fruits of your labor. And they those things are going to be transformed into your show of love to me. As in how I do to you. 
why do we gotta get married to do that? You know what I'm saying? So, um, in the sense of prenups, no, they're like this. Okay, so if you're gonna get married, yes, you you wholeheartedly should have a prenup. If you're gonna tie that not legally, you wholeheartedly should have a prenup. If you have things to lose in this situation, but be because. I don't believe in, in that whole thing. Or again, this is why I don't believe in it because I, I feel like if you don't have that, you could have it with this. But without that tie, you wholeheartedly, if you are basking in it, you 100% are only receiving this love because they want to love you, not because they have to love you. And I would want a motherfucker to, I'd rather want a motherfucker to want to love me, to want to have me around, to want to make sure that they do what the fuck they supposed to do to spend the rest of their life with me, than to have the dread every fucking day that if I break with this paper, say, oh my fucking God. So you goddamn right. I don't believe in no fucking prenup. If you're going to tie that knot, if you're going to tie that knot, get you a prenup. But No prenup. <laughs> I, it's like, I don't know. I'm on the fence about prenups because a part of me is just like, typically when I think about prenup, I think about like people, rich people, right? Right. Or celebrities and things like that. But I'm also at a point in my life like I want to protect my assets and shit. You know what I mean? And like, then, I, but there's ways you can do that. Huh? You can, yeah, you, it is. That's why that's why I teeter the fence on marriage. Like you have your Because how how are you how are you protecting your assets? So so again, in 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 okay, so actually, so you're not even talking about walking into marriage again. You're, you're simply saying, how do we have that same uh, uh, comfort or and or situation while still not being married, right? Yeah, possible whether married or not. So if you get married, if it's a level of concern, then that's where a prenup is necessary. Regardless of how large or small your assets, that's where a prenup is necessary. But right. if I'm just saying, okay, you and me, we together, let's do life together, then yes, I can make you power of attorney. Yes, I can write you into my will. Yes, you know, I can, you know, uh, what is it called? The directive or whatever. When I'm in the hospital, do not resuscitate me, all that. I can put you down for all of that. Right. But you're not legally bound to none of my shit. Okay, and I understand that. And every I've had that conversation with people too. Listen, you know, her mama can't can supersede that power of attorney for real. All right, this is a risk you taking. If I, I, I'm at well, uh, and I, and again, I can't speak for everyone, and I won't say I've actually felt like this in every situation. I, I've thought about marriage before wholeheartedly with different women. Actually, almost was married before. I'm saying where I'm at now in life. I'm not about to motherfucking go, you know what I mean, and get married. So I said all of that to say, since I'm not, her mama can supersede that part of attorney. But I should love this woman enough to where her mama know. I should be taking care of this woman enough or doing enough to. Now, I take that. I wholeheartedly understand all of you that's like, but it's still a risk. I love, I, because I've chosen that. This walk is not me. 
then I take that risk and I take it on wholeheartedly because I put enough faith in the love that I have for you that this woman will have enough love for me to know that in your time of demise, if ever before mine, I will always make the right decisions about us. You see what I'm saying? And everybody, it's the same thing. This is why people say, you need to marry my daughter because they want to ensure that their daughter is taken care of. And let's be honest. The parents that 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 for wholeheartedly not pressure that man, but but at least say to that man, hey, I would like for you to marry my daughter if that conversation ever comes up. They wholeheartedly also think about it from the legal issue. If you have man, if you had children with this baby, uh, if you have children with this man and he leave you and you are not married, you can't get no money from him. Every woman that has a two-parent household that's been told to get married has been told or had that same conversation. Yeah, that's what my father told me, (coughs) the 10-year marker. The 10-year marker has so many varying uh, reasons behind it, Mm -hmm. but that's something that my father was telling me, like, if this man passed away, like, you need to be able to get these benefits for these children. But um, you said something that really solidified something within myself. Um, You may look at you. You got me thinking because (laughs) I've been single two years or whatever, and now I'm at a point in my life, I don't know. That's like a whole nother Oprah show, whatever, about me and love and relationships and how I'm feeling about it. Even now, literally, somebody is You know what love stands for? Not what it stands for. It's just like... Listen, listen, real quick. And I'm going to shut up. Let me just you talk. Oh. Do you find them? Yeah, so I'm at at this place where I'm just like... Yes, I want to date. Yes, I want to get out there. But it's like, oh, I got this dude that's like on me now. He like me, but I don't like him. You know what I'm saying? And I keep telling him, but now it's like I have to get down to the rawness of like, I don't really like you like that. But at, yeah. the, same time, at the same time, a, a huge part of me is at a point of longing to be in a relationship it's just the difficulty of it is shift sifting through all of the candidates to find mine. What is your boundary? What what do you, what do your personal actually no? What do your relationship boundaries state? What are what what boundaries are you giving these men initially and and leading into whatever the fuck you lead into? And what standards are we holding them to? And and men and women, everybody who's listening. That that to me is not an easy question to answer, but it's a question that could be answered. You know, it's never. I would would need like an entirely like a whole episode to really explain that because I'm a person like. Um, I don't have a list, but really I do have, like you said, these set of standards and requirements because I've spent enough time with myself to Uh know what I need, the requirement of my love, my safety, my security. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And I'm listening and I'm going to ask you this because I I can't never, I always tell on myself before I tell on any nigga, right? Mm -hmm. Which means I ain't never telling on me, so ain't on any fucking way. 
reason I brought this up is this. How out of every nigga you've been with, mm-hmm. how much of a nigga do you feel like you're getting? Okay, so this is what I'll say. I've had three men to, when I say love me and give me everything, I've had men to do that for me. Okay, okay. But how much of of those men do you feel like you were getting, though, honestly? Do you feel like you was getting 100% of those men? Did those those three men literally do every single thing that you wanted them to do in life? No matter what it was, at all times, it wasn't no yeah, issue. Okay, so Money was good. Sex was always good. No, wasn't okay. Well, let's, let's or, or, or that's, a nigga that's that. two Because that's two different things. Okay, well, I've right, had, right, right, right. I've had three men that I knew that loved me wholeheartedly. You right. know, one was a piece of shit. One, I, I say to this day, is the one that got away. <laughs> the other one... We just weren't, it should have never happened. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, but, you know, there have been others or whatever, but I've only given myself 100% to one person. All right. The point, the reason I bring this up, hold up. Again, you know what? And I, I was going to say this offline. I should, you should probably like lead the show just with me being a, of me saying a preface, like, listen, I finally found this person. I'm not saying my relationship is for everybody, but the life partner is 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 possible to find. It's just when we find it, how many of us have have been guilty of self sabotage? Me, I'm guilty of it like a motherfucker. <laughs> Guys, we have an insider like a motherfucker. (laughs) Okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You know what? This is why I I should not drink my podcasting. But listen, but the funny part is, I thought I I thought I saw it on the screen. I was just listen. Yeah, it's all good. This shit gonna still flow how it's gonna flow. All right. (laughs) This been a hell of a night. Listen, this is and this is this is why niggas for real when niggas be podcasting together. This is why niggas podcast together. The show always be dope. It's the shit that happened behind the scenes. Like, what'd you you just say? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Fuck it. Or the time, yeah, the time the shit go down, the time the power go out, the time a nigga can't be heard. Nigga, this is what podcasting is for. But anyway. Look, hey, it is what it is. Earlier, I was going to say love is the life of varied emotions. Without varied emotions, we would all be one plain race and everybody would not hate each other, not love each other. We would just be. Stress is one of those things that if it didn't happen, certain emotions that come about, you would never feel. Mm-hmm. It's never wrong to feel the emotion. Nothing. Anger, sadness, pain, happy, joy, whatever you feel, even those times when we feel joy, sometimes when we feel we shouldn't. So we've all felt joy when we saw somebody fail. You motherfuckers can lie and say you didn't. Mm-hmm. We all have. My point is saying all of that is this. 
any emotion that comes up, it comes up and, and, and we have to look at emotions as beauty because it makes us different. It's not about the emotion that comes up. It's, it's how you deal with it. And that sounds so fucking cliche, Penrose. Of course that's what you was going for. <laughs> Dealing with it for everybody is different. Mm-hmm. Some people want to deal with it by screaming. I dealt with it. I went in the motherfucking kitchen and screamed. Mm-hmm. What happens next, though? Are you the person that went in the kitchen and screamed and you really was done? Or you went the person in the kitchen and screamed and now you the person in the bathroom screaming? Yeah. Dealing with it is different. Don't worry about your motherfucking emotions. But that's why I think that people be. need to have their own emotional journey um, hence my ideas about like marriage and long term relationships. Like I have my own journey of mental health. I have my own journey of the shit that I need to unpack. And right. I I want the empathy, the grace, and the space to heal and evolve in those moments. One and of I'm you gonna- has to not be emotional. And it has to be him. I mean you. I'ma be honest. If Let's just be honest. And everything that we asking for, stop looking for dominance and look look for balance in dominance. What do you mean by that? My old lady is the most lovingest, caring, beautifulest, unemotional motherfucker I've ever met in my life. <laughs> When I say I know this nigga ride for me, if my old lady cries, like the earth has moved, something happened. Mm-hmm. She don't cry. She not the person. If you do, if you like, if you know your friend, you come to and you be like, "Yo, this happened," and they be like, "Girl, come here." She ain't that friend. She don't know how to be. It ain't even that she don't care. She gonna show her. But you know what I'm saying, like. So for us, like low key, I'm the emotional one. I, I nigga, I cry during the movies. I'm motherfucking uh, the nurse. I cook. I'm the cook. I'm the motherfucking. I'm a, nigga. If she got to get up early in the morning and need some iron, I'm getting up and iron. That's my old lady. But I swear to God, I smack the shit out of any nigga for. I said it all that to say we gotta we gotta find a balance. It's not about I'm doing these things because she the man. I'm the woman. I'm doing these things because in this field, in the nurturing field, you're the more masculine one. You do, you're not the nurturer. I am. I'm going to accept the feminine balance. But in the leaders' relationship, of course, I'm the more masculine. We have to, we have to stop being afraid mm-hmm. to, to talk about those balances. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I, I will agree. And I've recorded a couple episodes and I've been having a lot of conversations around the role of submissiveness because I'm not naturally submissive. However, there are pockets in my life and pockets within the relationships where I would like to be submissive and where I naturally fall back to being submissive. So it's like when I'm meeting guys, I don't know. I just have to find my person. I'm not here to bash no guy, whatever. I'm just in, I know what I know. I'm a a very masculine energy. And that's something that I have 
I'm learning to sit in and be comfortable in. And it's not that I want to take over. Or, well, fuck it. I got the TOS. And the TOS, I cause the takeover spirit. At but work, you... I take that shit over. Right. At home, I take that. It's just because I but have it, very clear the... vision. But what's the I'm takeover, not... though? Do you take over with respect? Do you take over without overstepping? What Like, that's what I'm saying. Is there... Is there a conversation? Where's the balance? Is this, so here, because this is why I say the TOS, the takeover spirit. Uh -huh. I'm a natural, like I was a born leader. Okay. A part of me leading, I know when to fall back and I know when to follow. I know when it's not my area of expertise. No, but look, though, that was it. I know right when there. You caught it. I know when the or you didn't caught it. You taught it. Yeah. But are, but are we having those conversations? And I'm not even saying you. Are we talking? I know no. exactly where the fuck she leads in this relationship. No. And when it's her no. turn to lead, I shut the fuck up. No, it, we're not. So when I get with people and I'm like, well, I want to be submissive. Like, I, I, I deem you like I want you to be the head of my household. But you've been the head of, not my, our household. Means that sometimes I'm going to lead the ship just because I'm better at the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ding, 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 ding. Johnny, tell her what she's won. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm not doing shit like, oh, well, fuck him. Da, 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 da. I'm doing it where it's like, I'm still going to consider us. And I'm coming to you and say, hey, babe, you know, I've researched this and this and this. And based on this, you know, these are the calculated risks. This is what I think we should do. Da, 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 da. I'm still running it through him. All right. But I'm going to be the one that's executing it. And exactly. I need the man to be okay with that. You know what I mean? Men, men, uh, in, that, in that situation, men have to admit. You have to admit to being fragile to, in order to get over being fragile. And I had to learn that the hard way. Men don't like to admit that we are fragile. And because of that, fragileness, the the fear of being broken will some will a lot of times make you speak against something that you either a don't understand or b fear as well because they might see you broke what we don't understand is underneath the fragileness is is where your strength is because the only thing only time only reason things break us is because like I said, we don't understand them or we fear them. Or something gets to you to the core. And we, if we don't, you know, men are fragile. I, we just, so again, I had to learn that the hard way. In order to lead, my nigga, you're going to have to let that fragileness go. Well, a part of me believe that, and I'm going to go to my last question. Part of me believe that the other part of me, even in me being a leader, I believe that we as women have to create a safe space for a man to land. So right. as much as I have this masculine energy, as much as I know, like, I know how to get shit done. Right. You can tell me your vision. You know how people have different things. And people always say, oh, you should run a business. I'm not a, I'm not a business owner. The podcast is showing me a little bit different. I'm right. an executioner. I'm a come to Penrose. Penrose, what's your vision? Right. I'm going to make your vision come to, to light. You need different type of people in your life. 
You know, you have your leader that will be the visionary. You have the person that's going to execute it. Then you have the people that are going to seed or fund your goal. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's different types of people. So even though, yes, I, I, I don't consider myself a strategy girl. I always tell people, even at work, and I work in a corporate environment, I'm like, I'm your busy bee. I'm your executioner. You want something done? I'll execute it. So when the reason why I'm saying that it, it, it holds the same within relationships for right. me. We got a goal, a dream. I'm an executioner. I just need my mate to be the visionary. I mean, you know what I mean? Like envision I, that shit and I'll make that shit happen. I'm going to run it through you. But just allow me the autonomy and the space to know that I respect you enough that I would never dishonor you. You know what I mean? I agree. Just I mean, give me my space. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I'm just, again, and that's what I'm saying. But in 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 everything, there has to be the respect for that, and giving you your space, there has to be the respect for that. Some people give you your space and they really don't have a respect for it. They just give it because you demand it. Everybody wants their own space. We don't give each, sometimes, again, sometimes we don't give each other space because we respect it. We give each other space because the other person has demanded it. If you give somebody space out of respect, you wholeheartedly, A, you find something else to do with your fool ass self, and B, <laughs> it's, it's, the coming back together is a more prominent time. Whether it be an hour, two hours, whether it be after a breakup, whether it be after a good day. The coming back together is a more prominent time, whether it be a lesson learned, a building block, that silence that just becomes the best day ever, or whatever. And that's why I be on my Will and Jada shit. But anyway. Oh my oh. God. <laughs> like... Let's get married. Let's do this shit. We're going to be together. Let's do this shit. But if I want to go off and do my own shit, let's let me let me do that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not with no other nigga. No. Uh-uh. Not, uh-uh. Not, not that part. Not that part. I ain't talking about that part. But what are we talking about then? Outside of that, Will and Jada relationship is a regular relationship. What do you do? And when I say not, regular, you know what the fuck I but, mean. I actually ain't put no disclaimer on it. I'm not talking about just the, the sex part, which again is a whole other Oprah story. Right, so what else out of it is different? Because they give each other the autonomy. They live individual lives and come together for common uh, missions or common goals. That's what that's a relation, a bit, a marriage is supposed to be a great business decision with a little bit of love sprinkled on top of it. And that's where I'm at. But people, I'm not meeting guys that understand that. Oh, really? No, no. I mean, I'm not me. I'm not me. Where the fuck they at? And every podcast I do the same plight. I'm on operations hashtag Operation Stepdad. Slide in my DMs. I keep doing it every single podcast. I put a little message out, like where you at? I mean, how how are how how are you willing to get today? Twenty percent though. Are you? I, I'm open. Nah, I'm open. man. Are you? And I listen. I'm not questioning no, you. I am a person that enjoys oh, yes. the feedback 
and I value the hard work. Are we willing because to get to I'm the hard doing work? My work. I'm doing my work, but one of the things I realize is that it has to be tested up against somebody else. It's easy to say I'm doing my inner work by myself. It has to be tested with somebody. It does, I'm but that's what I'm figure out where is the somebody. But that's what I'm saying. Because somebody is always there. You okay, so listen. I was having this conversation. As a matter of fact, again, I was recording and had this conversation. What the fuck is the point of being here if you know you're about to die, right? It's the same thing with relationships. What the fuck is the point of dating if we already know? Before you begin to date, we all get the idea that the person we meet, we want to be with them for the rest of our lives. But we already know through track, track record of life and watching everybody before us that you're going to date multiple people. So what the fuck is the point of dating, right? If we got to go through the bullshit. Mm-hmm. My point is, where, where, who's peeling back the layers? There's certain, me. But I'm saying, what, okay. That's why they don't stay that long. Okay, but that's but that's the thing. There's got to be somebody that wants to peel the layers back. And I've been, look, I'm about to, let me insert my commercial. Insert my commercial. How are you allowing the layers to be peeled back? If you are willing we, to peel back the layers and, and you in it, slide in some DMs. But okay. how, how how you want your layers peeled back? Do you like your layers peeled back softly? Are you, are you, are you, are you a... Are you a I'm a zero to one hundred. BJ asked me the same question. I go zero. Every to okay. So, but I go every zero day. to one hundred because I'm not okay. But my, for a lot of that's not okay. Let me tell you. So that's why I'm I'm just gonna be waiting. Okay. So this is what I mean. As by you person. should. Just like the nigga that's somewhere that can't deal with the fact that every chick he would be mad that he don't go zero to a hundred. He like, damn, where's the chick that just is. She, she at moms and martinis <laughs> podcast on IG. She at moms and martinis. But on that ain't how it work. That ain't how it work. That ain't how it work. But for me, I like asking the difficult questions up front. I get in trouble for it at work all the time. Because What's the difficult questions though? It'd be a difficult question. It'd be like, you know, first date, people like, eh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm cool with that. But I be want to know about you. Like, like, who is, like, who is Penrose? Like, how that's did you, a, that's a, how that's did, a, you know what makes you happy? What that's, makes you sad? That's, that's not difficult. For some people, it is. For some people, those are very difficult questions. Wow. I like to understand. Because people don't fucking know. People don't know. They don't understand. These are not typical questions. Here's outside of, outside of the person who grows up fucked up. You meet everybody grow the fuck up. Fuck no, no, wait, up. Wait, 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 no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I'm talking about that. Those few people that you meet just grow up fucked up. Mm-hmm. Them the only people we all got times we don't want to talk about horrible lives. There's very few people that you meet that don't want to talk about themselves. So who are you meeting that when you like, hey, talk about you, they got a fucking problem with it? I'm trying to is I'm it de- to- is it delivery or the or just the lack of not wanting to no, this is what I'm saying. It's a numbers game. It's like the number is twelve to fifteen. 
For so for out of every 12 to 15 guys that I meet, I'm going to meet a quality guy or a guy that's willing to talk about it. But I may or may not be compatible with that guy. Who's just like I've been dating around, not dating, but just like putting fillers out. And then I finally got somebody, I'm like, oh, okay, we can talk. But as I began to peel back the layers of him, learn about his life, learn about his past, he's open, he's talking, he's doing all of that. I know that we're not a match. We're not okay, compatible. So, so why are we dating multiple people? Why do we got to put this fat ass stigma on dating? Dating does not mean exclusivity. That person is your boyfriend. So this is so this is what I'm it saying. It don't. It don't. You want to you want to know when it works the best? Is when you 100% off the back know it, and there's a vast contrast here. All this, all this other, or anything else that you can fit in between what I'm about to say, get ball that shit up and throw it away. It's only two times relationships work when you meet that person, and off the back, it's the shit that don't mean it's gonna always stay that way. It's gonna fuck up sometimes, or when you're dating in the actual sense of the word. When I like you, but I'm not going to allow myself to get wrapped up in you because I am doing art school or I'm spending time doing my own shit or B, I'm dating other men or men, I'm dating other women or whoever the fuck you're into. Mm -hmm. We have to stop. Dating is not. You don't date the nigga that you just so happen to move in with in two months. Look, I'm, and I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. No, but what I'm about to say is that can be an entirely different episode because I got one more question I want to ask you before we wrap this up. Because that can be an entirely different episode because I don't really think that people understand what dating is, one. Two, I don't think that women, and I might get some hate mail because of this, I don't think women can really accept if the man tells her up front I'm dating and seeing other people. If the man oh, tells her? Yeah. I don't the believe thing, that. The woman the can first deal with thing that. The woman the man that say, and here's where I'm different and then it make it, it take a while for a man to get used to me. It take a while for a man to believe me. Cause I tell them like I tell them what I'm what's up. I'm dating. I'm not or I don't really have time. I'm just looking for sex or I'm be straightforward. Half of the time they don't believe me because they ain't used to dealing with nobody like me. But here's the thing that I found: a woman can tell a man I'm dating. I'm not about to get on this topic tonight. A woman can tell a man I'm dating other people. The man may chill, find his position, maybe, maybe not, depending on how she presented the topic. But let that man tell that woman, I'm dating other people. You know what most likely what women are going to say? What? I'm not going to compete. Well, and this is why, and this is where I'm going to show you the vast difference. And and I agree. First off, let me say, it's I 100% agree with everything you just said. It's stupid. But, but the one thing that you left out is this. Again, since we're gonna we're get, we're getting past the fast, we I see we got past dating. We we there. Or like you said, the nigga says, "I'm dating other women." 
the reason I say it's different is because when a man says, I'm dating other women, most of the women I've ever met in my life, they don't leave. They look around and they like, in a, in a figurative way, watch me stun on these hoes. That's me. I'm I, like, oh, that's cute. Right. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> a real woman, no, without even ever meeting these women, without ever actually doing anything petty, without ever having to have any physical, inadvertent, anything, contact with any of these women. A real woman knows how to put a game down to the point. How, what, what Erica Badu say? I can make you put your phone down. And, and that's how of what I that feel. Means. That's how I feel. That's not so, the majority. On the flip side that's of that. That's not the majority. On the flip side of that, when you said a man will play his position, the day you come to me in dating or whatever, if I'm dating you and you tell me, hey, I'm out here dealing with other men. We just fucking every now and then. We go to the Galleria. We hang out and go to the potato spot downtown by Wayne State because it's our shit. But we ain't together. And we know this? Cool. You got to do what you got to do. But the day I know my heart is yours or or, or not even that day, just when, I, when we both know them emotions is real, Even if a nigga has been in that position, when a nigga know he likes you, niggas niggas don't niggas don't say, "Watch me work." We literally say, "Get them the fuck out of here." <laughs> Tim, I just got the text tonight, but I that's it. It ain't mutual. But but uh, but uh, and this, but see, this is what I was about. That's what I was about to bring up. Niggas know when it's time to say that. I know. Listen. And I, and again, shit ain't going. Shit ain't always peachy king. You got to work at your relationship. But as a man, again, in the masculine sense, it's my, it's my, it's my. That when when a woman say, "Watch me work and, and, and watch me stun on these hoes," that's when she, that's the masculine. Like, bitch, get the fuck out of here. And and every and nigga is when a nigga. Uh, what I was pretty much getting at. Is when a, if a nigga don't like you, yeah, he'll play his position. When a nigga like you, I wish a nigga be around another nigga for you dating who? You, <laughs> you don't get, listen, back, go do your thing, go do your thing, go do your thing. But you don't fuck with me. I'm not an option. I ain't never. The day I become an option is the day we don't know each other. You got me fucked up. I'm the prize. Just like, nigga, I will walk the depths of hell for this woman I'm with. But just like she the prize of my motherfucking life, baby, if you don't see me the same, you better pack your shit and hey, I ain't mad at you. But the day I become an option is the day we no longer have anything to discuss. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. So yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. Yeah, it has to be that it has to be mutual. But that can be, you know, I've I've already added that to my list of episode topics to really talk about because what I'm finding is the conversation that we're having is not a common conversation, which goes back to what I, I re- no, it's not. Which goes you know it's funny? Can I say something to you? What's and that? I'm going to shut the fuck up. Seeing it. You're not one of the first people that I've met, and, and I'm gonna say women. One of the first women I've met 
who in a short time I ended up talking to offline and a friend since, and we 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 dip and dabble on certain conversations, right? But what I find is whether I meet a woman that I have extensive conversation with or very short conversation with, I, I always get more and more confirmation that there's niggas who don't have open conversation. They don't. Yo, it's they, okay, they bro. Bro, listen, listen. And I ain't even saying this trying to be cliche or funny or nothing. My niggas to tell you, BJ is my man's. When I say my man's, my fucking man. Mobs and martinis love BJ. Okay. When I say this nigga don't walk, the nigga, that's my man's. And for all you people that love BJ, nigga, to tell you, Penrose was the shit talking, his meanest, I don't give a fuck, nigga. Man, and I just had, I had to let that fragile shit go. You a nigga. You a man. You got to be hard every fucking day you walk out that door. Go home and be fucking emotional with that woman. Love that woman. Let that woman rub your back. Let that woman wash your back. Watch that show with her. Every time her show come on, you got to go in the other fucking room. Why, nigga? Watch it once, twice. You might like that shit, nigga. I can't wait for good girls when that shit come on. <laughs> That's you know the good girl. Come on, man. <laughs> Me and my lady wild out. Find your person. They're out there. Like, you got to be emotional with your chick, B. Like, you have to. It's, it's cool to rub her back. It's cool to motherfucking. Listen, and again, my chick ain't the emotional. So I can just speak on me. My chick ain't the emotional chick. Nigga, I got away with words. I can say the sweetest fucking shit in the world. And her response, I'll be like, this motherfucker. Why? It'll be like, ooh, that was sweet. That nigga say something better than that. <laughs> but every but every time that motherfucker walk through the door, she showered me with love. She showed her love and I want it's I ain't gonna talk, just know. I know my woman walk the depth walk the depths with me like I walk with her. You know and what I'm saying? And, I, and and I, but I had to get there. I had to find a woman. Now mind you, I'm talking about a woman that's not emotional. But I'm emotional as fuck. But I know I'm safe as fuck. Nigga, I cry at movies. I told you I cry at movies. I'm the emotional nigga. I do all of the money. I think I'm the nurturer in this relationship. But I'm also the leader. I'm the man. You gotta find your safe space. That's all. I'm gonna shut the fuck up. Okay, so you said my favorite word, which is safe space, and it's something I've said. I've recorded with BJ several times, and that's that's my sweet spot, that I am skilled at creating safe spaces because that's something that is important for me, right. and I want the person I'm with to feel safe so that I can tap in and pull back the layers. I cannot tell you how many times that I've dated or just... Or been in relationship with people where they felt safe with revealing and pulling back those layers. So it's hard. Can, I mean, it is hard, but I would say that is a gift of mine. Like if I if I'm if I'm tuning in on you and it's something I want, I know how to create these moments of intimacies and safeness and it's not just to only just gather the information it's because it's something that i really really long for and really want to get out of the person so i know how to do that with men 
We all know how to do it. It's called, but niggas don't follow their intuition. Nobody. Very few people. And, but it's so beautiful to do it. So that's why I. No, we don't. We all don't know how to do it. We all had those ideas. But my bad. You're right. Encourage yeah. me to do that. Shit, I encourage true. people to do it. And then, you know, everything I learn or know or, you know, the thing that I get positive feedback on, I share it with people. Either it work or it don't. But anyway, so last question. Yeah. So why do you believe marriage has become the ultimate symbol of what love is? So if you're in these relationships, I mean, literally, this just happened yesterday. I had a call with my homegirls. We was all on the call. And it's like one of my homegirls been in a long-term relationship. She lived with her dude. And it's all like, well, when he gonna propose? When y'all gonna get married? So when did marriage become like the the ultimate symbol or is it the ultimate symbol of love in in like the standard i mean you gotta you gotta tackle that answer from so many if you if i could say it you, you tackle that answer from a vast viewpoint and you try to give it broad answers because there's a lot of answers for it so you say religion is definitely one. Tradition is another. And in this generation, when you combine the two and mix in a form of optimism that says, I'm still allowed to be myself, it now is more of a wanting in your sister or brotherhood for your friend to be in the same realm as you. Not necessarily pushing to say, get married because I am married, but when are you going to get married so you can feel whatever this bliss is that I'm feeling or this, you know what I'm saying? So I felt like it became, it became the standard in the, in the, the go or be all in whatever realm you dwell in. It's, it's magnified on all levels and religion is pushed and, and, and not even in religion, not, well, I'll say this, not just pushed in those realms. It, for all of those realms, marriage is pushed in the media and through different avenues that always equip it as the indoor be all and fairy tale story that should be everyone's life. I think we get married to the tradition of marriage. We mm. find somebody that we like and we marry marriage, we don't marry that person. Mm-hmm. I because, agree. because marriage is supposed to make her stop screaming at me. Marriage is supposed to make him stop cheating. Mm-hmm. Marriage is marriage is supposed to make her suck more dick. Marriage is more. marriage or is supposed make to make his stroke game get better. No, marriage don't do none of that. Never. Talking about it, working at it, mm-hmm. loving. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not against marriage. I guess I should have said that. Maybe, you know, from the jump, it would have just been dope. I'm not against marriage. I'm not against marriagers, but I am against those thugs. No, I'm fucking with you. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not against marriage. I'm against marrying marriage. Marry that person. Marry their goals. Marry their dreams. Marry their pain. Marry their hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. I literally, and, and I won't say what it was, but I had a conversation with my girl the other day and I was like, yo, and there was a third party that was involved. And 
I was like, yo, when we was having that conversation, I could I could tell that you was a little emotional. You didn't want to continue to have that. And and, and it was about something that, that had happened in, in previous times. And I bring up that to say, you know the buttons that pushes your partner, whether it be childhood trauma that you don't bring up because that's just fucking weird. Who brings up their mate's trauma to be, you know what I mean, an ass. But when those things come up, how do we protect our mate? Or how do we make sure, like real shit, there's a lot of you niggas that, that know that a movie that's coming on got some rape shit in it and rape shit make your girl fucked up because of some shit that happened to her as a kid and you don't take the time to make sure you don't turn it. It's a nigga, I, I remember my man said, um, and I'm, 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 cause he said it, he said it to me, you know what I'm saying? He didn't, he didn't put it on the podcast, so I won't say who it was. But he said he doesn't watch uh, any movie where black men get shot by guns. And it has nothing to do with what's going on. His wife's brother died. And anytime she sees a movie like that, that tr- you, so he, he made this nigga screens the shit out of movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he does it because he still wants to have a realm of, reg- of, of regular. That nigga loves his wife. You see what I'm saying? You and, gotta yeah. just find your person. That and and that's just my goal. So I'm just gonna remain. Long story short, I'm gonna remain patient and diligent mm-hmm. in my quest. I'm not willing to compromise. Um, another thing which I'll you have to be willing to compromise. No, 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 no. Compromise, compromising what though? Not in your standards. You're right. I'll give you that. You are not right. compromising my standards, but yeah, I'm going to compromise on other stuff. And I have some very specific standards. And one that I will say, I'm not willing to compromise my peace. No. You know what I'm saying? You know, so those are the things I'm talking about. All that materialistic, that surface level bullshit. I'm not talking about that. So even for my friendships, even from me introducing, you know, the family of podcasts that I'm in, um, relationships, I value meaningful relationships. I value and God continues to attract people in my life that are digging beneath the surface of the bullshit. So, yes, you're surprised by it, but I'm telling you, niggas ain't out here... Yeah, they're not out here talking about feelings. They're not digging deep. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like with with this podcast, I want to create a safe space for people to do that. Do that. Dig deep. I'm not here to judge you. I love it. It's a beautiful thing to me for people to dig deep and have those. You got to teach somebody. You got to teach. You got to teach men something, though. Teach all your male friends or any nigga you fucking with this one thing, and this will help niggas. If anybody just listen, men and women, all of the all of the pain that you feel at whatever age you are right now, even if you take the big chunk that you did for yourself or you did by yourself, everything else somebody else did to you. Mm-hmm. It took multiple people to throw that dirt on you. It's going to take multiple motherfuckers to help take it off. Mm-hmm. St- stop being afraid. Let motherfuckers in. Fight not everybody, but somebody. And in love, when you are in love, it, hurt, it hurts for a motherfucker to know your pain. 
Mm-hmm. But you got to let them motherfucking in. got to let them know. Well, so the bottom line, do you need a license to love? The answer is no. No, okay. you don't. No. All right, so I have a new... This is something I want to incorporate in all of season three. Okay. I said, who can I test this out with to see if it's going to work? So I want to test this out to you, and this is going to be what I call a rapid round. All right. The idea behind my rapid round is every guest that I have, because the whole idea of Moms and Martinis, I have guests, my kitchen table is my homegirls, homeboys, we talking about shit. Um, but at the end of the, the conversation, I want to ask them a wraparound of five questions. And five questions are going to vary. But I'm with it. So this is my first time doing this. Okay. Hey, I'm it's excited. It's something that I want to start. But I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit, who can I do this with? I was like, Peros, got it. I'm doing with Pusha P. Okay, so I got five questions for you. I don't want you to think about it. Just whatever comes to your head, I want you to spew it out. It's just rapid. Okay? Okay. All right. Okay. Yep. All right. So, wrap around. Doom, doom, Insert music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question number one. When was the last time that you were misunderstood? Shit, yesterday. What happened? Uh oh, you know what? I don't know. You want me to give an example? I thought this was a wrap around, like these questions were just gonna go. Um, so you want an actual time where I remember for sure I was misunderstood? No, I know it was I, I definitely no, I definitely know it was fucking yesterday, but like me and my girl, we be misunderstood. It's weird, like we don't misunderstand each other in the sense of like ever fighting or no shit like that. But like, you ever had somebody tell you how to get to the same place with vastly different directions, but it still yeah. take the same time? Yeah. For some, that's how me and my lady operate. Like I'd be looking at her sometimes, like, how did you get that? And she'd be doing me like you, like who the fuck thinks like that? But we'd be on the same page. So that's what I meant by misunderstood. I'm sorry. No, that's exactly what I meant. Okay, this is my first practice round, so thank you. All right. All right. Um, name your top three pet peeves. Ohio State butt sex and litter. Easy. <laughs> butt Easy. sex? Easy. Ohio State <laughs> butt sex and litter. Easy. Oh, okay. <laughs> In five words, this is the third question. In five words, describe how you think others perceive you. In a sentence or just a list? Whatever you want. Five words. Brash. Charismatic. Sensitive. Bold. Dad. All right. Love it. Okay. Uh, question number four. If your life right now, if your life right now were a movie, what would be the title? Ooh, a fucked up place to be. <laughs> but it, but it would be a movie about all dope shit. 
And yeah. then I, and then at the end you find out that it was a nigga that was writing because like he knew I don't know. It would just be it wouldn't be it definitely no my life is fucking awesome right now. Like shit's going good. So I don't know. I think I, I just I think I just said that to be funny. No. Um buy a ticket. <laughs> if if no 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 bullshit. If if there was a movie about my life right now, what what would be the name? Honestly, it would probably be called. Cause just like looking at my life, I wouldn't even take offense. I just look at my life. It would honestly be called. Like real shit, something like dollars in a bucket. Or change in a bucket or some shit. Because I feel like my life has been so dirty sometimes and mismatched like money in a bucket. Like when people throw in for street performers or give to homeless people or whatever. When you donate to fucking St. Jude and the people standing on the corner. Whatever the fuck you do. When, when cash is mixed up. I feel like that's how my life is. It's so dirty. But that fucking money... Whatever the fuck you decided to do with it, get high with it, get drunk with it, it really go to some cancer kids. Like whatever, if it helps it, whatever the fuck you did, it made somebody happy. And I feel like that's what my life is, is that I went through so much like crazy dumb shit. And like, not even like, oh my God, I just was so tragic. Just crazy dumb shit. Like, well, who the fuck goes through that? And you just be like, damn. To, to, to look at your life, and realize, yo, you did some of the dopest shit in the world. And then look at another part of it and been like, but you lived some of the lowest lows that mm-hmm. you could have ever imagined. And to look around and be like, yo, I got a mm-hmm. nigga. I, yo, I'm so in love with my life right now. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like it would be something like that, like dollars in a bucket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I resonated with all that shit. I'm like, damn, those are my thoughts. That's a, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. All right, last question for Rapid okay. Brown. I'm listening. When do you feel the most loved? <sighs> if I had to give a uh when it's quiet in my house. Mm-hmm. When everybody's here and it's quiet, and it, it ain't, and you can paint any picture you want. Whether she laying on my chest, whether she in the other room, whether he or he in here with us, whether it's just me and him, and when everybody is home and it's quiet in my house, nobody's disturbed, nobody's mad. I did my job. I made sure they stayed alive. I made sure that they was on in, on my vision board in my room. I write things in different color. And if it's written in green, because green is my favorite color, it means I know I'm going to look at it every morning. But if it's green, then it's outlined in red, because red was my favorite color as a child. And, and my childhood was dope, but then it got shitty. I told you I'm nostalgic. So I use colors to be like, yo, don't do this again. But Or this is important, right? That's what I mean. Not do this, not no. This is important. And then there, on my vision board, it says, daily, reaffirm their faith in your love. Every fucking day, 
I try to make sure. Hold on, that was some Pusha P shit. I I love them. I love my family. I love. Listen, and niggas be thinking it's the sappy shit. Nah, I don't give a fuck. I do, I know right now that me and this woman ain't got no papers. But when I tell you, this is why I know that marriage is not for me. Because of course I won't. I never tell on myself. But when I say me and this nigga, this nigga did some shit for me that I only a married woman would do for a nigga. I'm married to this woman and I know it without the fucking paper. That's man. Hey. I forgot what the fucking question was. You got I'll me. say less, say less, say less. Point, checkmate. That is the point that I'm you trying got to, to make. Reaffir- that, that, that's the point Every that day. I'm trying to make. Everybody is going to have their own opinion about this. But for me, and that's where, remember, I was telling you before we recorded this, that's where my seesaw is. I feel you. you, you got to find married? it. Yeah. If you want to get married, cool. If you don't, you don't. I just want somebody who want to do life with me. Yeah. That, that I, love me. Man, want to endure. Ooh. That is so assuring, even in times of uncertainty. Yes. Nigga, listen, that is I want. So assuring and affirming. That's, that's what the fuck. That's what I want. And if you would need a paper, a piece of paper for that, then cool. If you don't, then cool. I'm not tying myself to any of that. Right. I just right. feel that. Yeah. It, and that's, that's how you know it. Man, that's what? It. Yeah. That's it. That's you gotta fall, it. You gotta, I, fall, I fell in love with my family. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Not with being a family, not with being a family, man. I fell in love with my family. That's Listen, it. I remember I remember the day I knew that I loved my girl. It was the day I knew that I felt like she didn't love me at all. Because I was like, oh, why why do I want to be here then? What is what is making me hold on? Why am I even questioning it? You just if I didn't give a fuck about you, I wouldn't be questioning it. And what I mean by that is I remember the day I won't say what happened, but something happened in our day where we had a regular day, we laughed, we had fun, and it turned into something that neither one of us was ready for and nothing that will ever happen again another day in my household. But I swear the next day she looked at me and she was like, I'm in love with you again. And I was like, I'm in love with you. And it was a check game. It was, I had, she had to check me and I had to check her and all the cards was out on the fucking table. Because so shit beautiful. beautiful. To be. oh, Look, shit, so beautiful shit, to be. We we want to live in the oh my god is in the in the, in the, in, the, in, the, in that honeymoon phase, but when the honeymoon phase is over, what happens the first time you know for God? Oh, I want to. When you love them or, so much or, and hate them at the same time, that but, is so how, beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> what do you do? Do you let the hate take over, or do you say, "Listen, mm-hmm. you got you got to know when it's like, look, all right, you're right, it's over, bet, be out." But you, but be adult about it. But you also got to know when it's like, look, we gonna figure this out. Every every situation has to be figured out differently by different people and for different reasons. When I say, "Yo, if you don't, if you can't gut check your mate, y'all ain't in love." And I ain't even say some fuck shit. Cause we this wasn't even some shit like it was some fuck shit, but it wasn't no shit like everybody was like typical, just I hate you. Nah. But it was something where both of us had to look at each other and been like, mm-hmm. it's like that old additive say. Is it is it enough for you to break up over? Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? But on the deep. Exactly. 
Having a shit. All right. Well, look. We no, that's what I'm saying. You got to talk about when it do mean something. But you're right. We go on it. It don't. It don't mean nothing. But all beautiful things. The rapper, even the wraparound, produce some gems. So I hope the people listening <laughs> get them gems. But oh, shit. thank you so much. Um, I know we've been planning this for a while, and tonight has been just. It's been a an night. Adventure. <laughs> It's been efficient within itself, but I am a okay with it. it, it every done. every night of my life, I try to make sure that at some point it could be like, like if if it was in Harlem Nights, it would work, and this would fit somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode does shot my pinky toe, guys. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. All right. So tell the people how can they get in contact with you. Um, you can always find me anywhere, actually, at Penrosemes, on Twitter, at Penrosemes, on Instagram, at Penrosemes. Um, wherever there's a show, wherever you can listen to a podcast, you can find me at Penrose versus anybody. I'm also, also on Every Other Week with Two Beautiful Women um, at It's underscore Chris. Actually, don't don't quote me on Chris, like stage name, on her own personal handle, because I be fucking it up. But it's the Shenanigans with Friend podcast, my sister Chris, and with the motherfucker who I always say is the reason why my podcast career was dope when it, you know, began to the heights it was. Shout out to VJ Burton. We all, all docked up. Um, oh, and always with my homie, uh, my brother BJ. Every now and then we get together and we do a podcast called There Go Rose. And we motherfucking make motherfuckers ears milk. So that's where you can find me. Absolutely. So make sure you are staying in tune with Penrose, or as I call Pusha P. You will not be disappointed. It's like with him, you just have to stay on your toes because there's so many angles and so many different facets of him that he shows and exposes. And it's such a beautiful thing to watch. Um, I know he mentioned BJ, and that's another reason why I'm so glad I'm connected with BJ as well, because you all are so multifaceted. And I, I man, I wish I like I for all of y'all that I love BJ. It. For all of y'all that love BJ, like imagine getting to see that the BJ y'all know didn't exist five years ago. That nigga was the quietest nigga. Oh, I love my brother. Imagine getting to watch that shit. That nigga's a monster. Yeah. Hey, yeah. he was so quiet. That nigga didn't want to do shit. He didn't want his voice on the mic. None of that. Yo, watching that maturation was dope, man. Like, I love my brother. That's what's up. So I'm honored to now. <laughs> I think it's recorded with BJ and Rose. Uh, oh, you guys have me shit. This has been amazing just to talk about it. Um, of course, we just talked about doing things in the future, whatever. But oh, I think shit. that this is a really good um, addition to the love and relationship relationship series that I've been doing because everybody know I'm on hashtag Operation Stepdad, but it's such a complex layer to that. And a part of that is the whole love and relationship and marriage and what that looks like. So the reason why I'm taking my time, like I'm not rushing it. I really am just taking my time in this venue and learning how to master myself throughout it. Um, I'm just recording it. 
and people get to listen to this shit. That's all. Hey, that's what's up. Hey, <laughs> that's the part you got to give them. <laughs> yes. So thank you um, for joining me at the kitchen table. Um, thank you for and- having me. Absolutely. If you want to keep in contact with us, meaning Moms and Martinis, of course, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Moms and Martinis and on Instagram at Moms and Martinis Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the show, have questions, want to give your feedback, or just simply want to tell me about myself, as many of you like to do, then send me an email at momsandmartinispodcast at gmail.com. If you're listening to this podcast episode on Apple, be sure to rate um, and leave me a comment so I know that you are listening and I know how you feel about things. So thank you once again for tuning in to Moms and Martinis, where we are creating safe space to have tough conversations. Until next time, thank you.